The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. If you want the answers, you're in the right place at the right time. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies to help you gain control over your life with MS using only the best insights, advice, and research from top industry experts. Not only that, you'll learn MS-specific exercises and tips to stay consistent, motivated, and inspired. Ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Missing Link podcast. We have Matthew Embry with us again today. So thankful that you're back with us. Thanks for doing this. It's good to be back. Of course. I just, we had our first conversation and I had so many more questions that I wanted to ask you because everything that you're about with MS Hope and your fitness and the best fat diet is so important. And therefore, a lot of people often have questions on that. So we're going to jump into those. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you guys who Matthew Embry is in case you didn't know. Matthew Embry is an award-winning documentary filmmaker and advocate for patients with multiple sclerosis. His recent feature documentary, Living Proof, which is available globally on Amazon Prime, premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival and has sold out in theaters in multiple countries. Matthew Embry was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 1995, and his documentary, Living Proof, is an autobiographical story demonstrating why more than 25 years after his diagnosis, he is symptom-free and living an incredible life. So if you, you didn't listen to our first podcast episode, I would highly recommend you do that. We went into MS Hope, Best Bet Diet, and what his daily routine looks like. So Matt, what I want to go over today is some questions that I get, and I assume you get as well. So one thing that you have all over um, your life, really, whether it's fitness or nutrition is the no cheat days. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, what if, if someone comes to you and they'll say, oh my gosh, I just need one day where I don't do anything. What would you suggest to them? What type of, I'm assuming you'd still say to exercise. Um, So what type of exercise? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think that the no cheat days is a, is a philosophy that I really try to drive home. Um, and I think what I, what I like to do is just, you know, teach people empirically how that why, why I believe that. Because if you have one cheat day a week, you're looking at roughly 14 to 15% of your life, you're, you're not on the program. So if that's the truth, that means you're starting at 85% as, as best as you can be. That's the best that you, you can do. Like That's where you're starting. So you're only going down from there. Uh, that, that, and that's my perspective. But if people do on a day off, I mean, I, I again, I, I do not advocate taking any any nutrition days off. I just don't. I just for me, it's I see what those foods can do to your body, and I'm just not. I'm not going to have that. Um, but when, when people say you know you know exercise and things like that, you know, I, then I encourage people to be doing something like mild, like stretching or going for a walk or doing something like just getting that body active, uh, getting that blood flowing. I think is just so important, especially for people with multiple sclerosis. 
So, and also too, it's like, you, you gotta ask yourself like a cheat day, who are you cheating? Like you. And then if, if you, if you're cheating you, then you're cheating the world around you. So it's like, well, <laughs> like what, what kind of life do you want to lead? Right. Right. It's so much more than yourself at that point. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So I like that there's different options there. What if someone sees you, you know, big muscles, very fit, running miles, uh, lifting heavy weights, and they think to themselves like, well, I just know that I can't do that. You know, what would you suggest to someone who can't perform at the same level, but still wants to take your strategies and philosophy into their own life? Well, I'd say two things. I mean, well, three, actually. One thing, I'm much smaller in real life than I am on camera. So <laughs> I want to be clear. A lot of people meet me like, oh my gosh, you're so thin or whatever. You've lost weight. I'm like, no, I haven't. It's just, that's how it works. Right. Um, but the thing is this, I mean, uh, number one, I think that why I, what I try to do is show people what's possible. Um, you know, and I'll tell you the honest truth. Like today I did five miles and I was listening to David Goggins almost the whole time. Guess what? That guy is better than me. Much, much better than me. Why do I listen to him? Because he gives me a possibility. So it's like, even at my health stage, and I'm not saying that I'm great, but I'm doing pretty good. I have someone who I'm looking out towards who's so much better than I am to inspire me. And so I hope that like what I'm doing for people with MS is giving them that same inspiration. They, they log in and say, okay, this guy, he, it may not be true, but he thinks he's the hardest MS patient in the world. Right. And that's, and that's what I want people to aspire to, or, or want, I hope inspire them. Right. And then the, the second thing is you've got to do what you can do. Like there's so many people with multiple sclerosis that suffer from different disabilities. So, okay, I understand that. And that's not easy, but what can you do? Uh, and that's where people like you come in, where I think we need the experts, you know, and people to turn to the experts and say, okay, look, I've got foot drop. I've got, you know, an issue with my right arm or something like that. What can I do? And you need people to help guide you. And okay, here's some stretches you can do. Here's some exercises you can implement. Here's like some machines at the gym you can do without having to, you know, without, without that being an issue with the goal of getting some of that mobility back. And I think that that's where I, I don't really know any other way how to live. Right. You know? And I, I'm very blessed. I don't have that kind of disability, but I've got things I can't do. And so I'm like, well, how am I going to get there? And that's about every single day, like seeing that, that goal in your mind, literally, and then go and then making the steps towards it. And that's why I try to share with people. If you can walk into your driveway, walk one step further the next day. That's a, that, that's a hero to me right? If you can move your finger and that's it, move two fingers the next day. I mean, it's that, it's that small incremental advancement that people need to congratulate themselves for. Um, and I think people should be celebrated for even that, 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 and I shouldn't say even like that, those types of things, because that is for someone that is um, a huge challenge. Yeah. And even taking that a step further, when you do celebrate something like that, you're more likely to do it again. Cause you want to feel that same level of celebration and pride in what you did. So I'm a big advocate for when you do something that you want to do consistently, truly celebrating that every day that you do I it. Completely agree with you. I couldn't agree more. Actually. It's, it's, um, evaluation is something that so many people just forget about once they've left the school system. Right. Um, but it's something that I think needs to be done weekly, daily. Like, how am I doing today? You know, there was a time in my life, this is also true. There was a time in my life, I would say out loud all the things I did wrong that day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would sit there in my room and just say them out loud. You know, I treated this person this way, or I did this, or I thought this, like I would just say it out loud. 
until like every day it got less and less and less and less and less. And I'm not batting a thousand, but compared to who I was before, a lot better. <laughs> right. Wow. That, that'd be a harsh reality for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. So, and I love also you said there's something for everyone, which is so true. I have a video. I'm trying to remember where I posted it. I think it's on my YouTube page. And it's exercises to do when you're fatigued, because a lot of people mm. feel when they're fatigued that they just can't do anything. Yeah. Yet, if it's possible, you can still move your arms. As you said, if you can still lift a finger, you know, there's still things that you can do instead exactly. of just sitting and literally not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like running down a hill. I think people will be amazed sometimes once you get the momentum going, how things start to go. Yeah. So that's my next question, actually, is let's say someone is listening to this right now and you're inspiring them to get more active consistently, but they haven't exercised in a while. In a while. What are some of your tips to get started? Because that for some people can be the hardest part. Start right now. That actually is my advice. Like turn this off and go. <laughs> I love you know, that. And, and I think that when people do that, they're going to be shocked. Like just stop your life, tell the people around you, call your boss, say, I need to exercise and I'll be back in an hour. Like, just go do it. And then like, what people will be amazed is like, once they start, all of a sudden they feel better and they'll, they'll be shocked that the world adjust, adjusted around them. Like, is there anybody who like has ever worked for me or I've worked for, I would call them and be like, Hey, they'd call me and say, I want to exercise. I wouldn't be like, good. You're going to be better. Like, <laughs> and then if you're going to be better then like, we're going to have a better company, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, relationships, same, same thing. And I think it's that the problem, I think people have two problems. One, they think there's going to be this perfect time to exercise because maybe they experienced it once in life where it was just like, Oh, that was the best workout. I hope that comes again. <laughs> it may never come again. Yeah. Right. And so that, that is a problem. And the second problem is the goal is too high. So people think, well, you know, if I can't run a marathon, I'm not going to run. Like, no, like, don't like just running down the block is a big deal. And, and it's never going to be a perfect condition. Like it's just never going to be. So unless you start right now today, you're just, you're on borrowed time. Like There is no tomorrow in, until it happens. So you know, go, go for it. So do you set, how often do you set goals? Weekly, monthly? How does that work for you? I, every day, every Dang. day. I have a day timer and I sit down in the morning and I'm at my coffee and I just start writing it out. Like, here's what's got to happen today. Um, and then I just check it. I have a, a system. Um, and then I have like, you know, I'm doing a marathon in like 16 days. And I think, you know, I, I set that goal a while ago and I'm like, I'm just doing that. And then I think I try to be like, again, like I'm, I'm pretty, um, I, mean, I post about this kind of stuff. Like I, I just don't, I, I think that you have to constantly be setting goals and figuring out where you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think I shared a story where on Father's Day, I gave my kids a card and I said, you know, can you, in my card, can you write how I can be a better dad? Like, I want to go there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know, I know they know they love me because they gave me a card, but it's like, hey, what am I not doing? Like, tell me what I can do to be better for next year. Cause I, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <So> that's true. <laughs> I, I think that it's, it's, it's scary for people to go there because you may hear what you don't want to to hear, but you, you, if you know in your heart, you are, you, you're just hearing what you already know. Yes. And I think that's, but to go there is amazing because then you complete it, you know? Yeah. So it sounds like too, your goals are not only fitness, nutrition, but also just lifestyle, you know, in every, every different part of us, spirituality, 
connections, relationships. Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that for me, it's about the, the, the quest for perfection. And I think that is a never ending goal. And like <laughs> anybody who thinks they're there, it's just like, really? You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think that 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 comes down for me, that's about relationships and how I treat people and how I speak and how I write. And, you know, there's always something for me to be working on, uh, mm -hmm. whether it's the yard and I'm brutal at that or and I think that with that, that kind of approach, man, like life gets interesting because <laughs> like, well, you know, can I be doing something better? And I'm also a believer, like imagine after this interview, if I if that was it, I died. Okay, well, then this is my final interview. Did I give a good interview? I should, I take that back. I don't, I don't want to die, but I try to approach life that way. Like, you know, if, if this was the last time I had to put up a shelf, did I do it the best I possibly could have? Right. Yeah. So what would, one thing that I've seen you talk about is relapses, but not necessarily relapses from multiple sclerosis, relapses from lifestyle changes. Yeah. So, you know, people, maybe they do either, maybe they're exercising right now because you've inspired them to, or they decided to eat a healthy meal right now, but then eventually they might fall off or, you know, they sure. have these relapses. Can you explain that? And then also what your tips are to stay consistent. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to be really clear on this because I, I believe this and I've, I've experienced it. Like the mind is going to push you towards comfort, right? I've experienced it. Um, and, and you can have these mini relapses where all of a sudden you're not working out or maybe you're not watching your diet all that much, or maybe you've, maybe you've let something slip into your diet that you think you're still on, you're still doing, going well. Like I've been posting recently about how I was eating a lot of dried fruit. And I just, I just, that slowly came into my diet. I wasn't paying attention until, you know, until it hit me and I was like, okay, too much sugar. I'm, I'm feeling it now. Yeah. Right. And I also think that like, even recently I had an exercise thing where, you know, the gyms are back open now where suddenly my mind like, oh, just go to the gym. And that's like way more comfortable than running in the hills in my, near my house. Right. And yeah. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like you're, you're already talking yourself into the easy road. <laughs> like, yeah, and then, you know, and I punished myself that day and I, it's true. I punished myself. I'm like, you know, no, you're going for an extra long run now in the Hills because you were letting off and you were relapsing back into comfort, ease, security, you know, all those mm -hmm. types of things. And I think it's natural. So, and I don't necessarily see it as bad. It just is. So it's that constant. Okay. I let myself go, but you can change right now. You can change right now now just don't do it anymore right and then you try and that's but what else can you do right what is a question you know as i'm sitting here i'm thinking about the questions that i get from my clients about exercise and nutrition but you do i love these zoom calls that you do basically just a q and a and being able to pick your brain and just talk do you get any specific questions that we haven't reviewed yet um, frequently? Like something that's always something you feel like you're talking about because people are asking you about it. Yeah. Protein powders, like literally like this. I mean, must be a year in the States, right? That must be a big thing in the U S because I don't think it's as big up here, but it's just like, no, I don't take a protein powder. It's like, it's constant. Like it's just almost feel like wearing a shirt. Like I don't have, like when I'm posting this, that's a big one. I don't have any protein powders. A lot of people ask me if I'm vegan. A lot of people convince me to be vegan or try to convince me. And I'm like, I'm just not, I mean, I appreciate your help, you know, and I'm open to that, you know, whatever, but I'm just not, I'm not doing it. And here's why. And I try to point people to like our website and, you know, 
Um, those are two I really get a lot, but I don't judge. I mean, if people want to use a protein powder, well, there's risks. If you want to be a vegan, like there's going to be, you know, however, you know, it's up to you. Like you, you got to do it, but what works uh, for you. But again, that, and that's where I try to just live it mm-hmm. and show people. I mean, I can sit here and show you lots of studies and all that kind of stuff, or I can actually just show you the proof. Right. The living uh, proof. Yeah. So my last question for you and for our listeners, they can't see you right now. So they don't know what I'm looking at through my screen, but you are sitting outside. It's sunny. It's a beautiful day. The leaves are nice and green. So one thing that, that you talk about is vitamin D. So Mm. what are your thoughts on that? But you know, any time of the year, not just on nice days. Yeah. Vitamin D has been, been uh, essential, essential to my program, high dose. And that's for me, it's about 10,000 international units a day. Um, I think you can figure out on direct MS how much you should be having, but high dose vitamin D it's, it's essential. I mean, it's, it's a sun. It comes from the sun. As you see, I'm sitting outside. Um, I think putting UV light on my body is also a major part of my program. It's been that way for 20 plus years, uh, without sunscreen. I'm just, you know, it's, it's your risks. It's your, it's your, I'm not advising people. Um, at all. It's, it's up to you, but I'm just telling you what I've done. Um, and I've exposed my body to the ultraviolet light for 25, 20 plus years now consistently. And, you know, I, I just believe that the, that, that vitamin D is for immune regulation and so many things. Um, it's just essential. Um, so we, we definitely advocate for that. And I, I hope people take that seriously, not just for a multiple sclerosis, but for all sorts of things. Yeah. And also, you know, this is not the same as vitamin D, but if you do get some of your vitamin D by going outside and being in the sun, then there's added benefits of fresh air and just getting outside. I feel like, especially within the last year and a half, a lot of people stayed inside a lot. So just getting out. Yeah, you are so right. I mean, it's, um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, within our first interview, I talked about computer sim theory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I and I do believe, like, if you're not careful, this world will kill you. Like, it'll take you out. Right. And and the things you need to do to be healthy are very challenging. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's getting harder. Like, it's what you said is correct. It's gotten harder. And I've seen it. I've seen people who are really suffering from from these new this new life that's coming. And I think you got to really. That's why I'm doing the interview out today. You know, I just said, I said, you know, I love, you know, I love doing these interviews, but I'm like, I'm always in my room, like. I want to go outside and, you know, I hope she's okay with that. But I mean, it's an, it's, it's an, it's a, God has created us a world that's like, you know, go live it. And that's what I try to tell my kids. I'm like, look, because it bugs me how much video games my son plays. And I say, look, like, you know, if you got a body, go use it. Like go, go out there and live it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you're doing a phenomenal job at that. And I, again, just love that you're sharing it all with us virtually so we can follow along. With that said, how can people find you if they want to look you up or look more information on MS Hope, Best Bet Diet, all that good stuff? Yeah, I try to be really accessible to people. So they're on mshope.com. Um, you, you can find my email and my personal cell phone numbers on there. There's links to you know a free cookbook, link how to get to Living Proof, uh, the documentary through Amazon Prime, and then all the social media channels that I, that I try to operate. I'm not very great good at it, but I'm getting better. I think are there's links, links there as well, but you know, that's, that's the best way. Awesome. And yeah, I'll provide those links in the show notes. Also, how can they find information? It might be on mshope.com. I'm not sure. How can they find the information to join you on your live chats that you host? 
Oh yeah. Okay. That's good. That's on um, mshope.com. There's a link. Uh, it's the same link every week. So if you bookmark it, you, you can just drop in whenever you like. And then the, I posted on Facebook and Instagram the mornings of, we, and there's every so often my dad and I can't facilitate it, but we try to do it absolutely every week. Yeah. And, and please join us and ask questions. And it's good to see regular people back. And, you know, I think that that's been massive for us because we, we can reach people again all over the world without getting on a plane, without wasting money um, and do it weekly. And what day and week or day of the week and time is it typically? Yeah. So it's Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern time, 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, noon mountain time every week. And then I repost that on Facebook Live. So you can, and it's actually on Facebook Live at the same time. So I take questions on Facebook Live while I'm doing questions on Zoom. So you can, you can participate either way. Awesome. Yeah. I've, I've just been on one of those so far, but it was fantastic. So I love oh, that you do you. those. Yeah. Yeah. They're really interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. You should do one. You should come on one day. Oh, you've already been on them. I should. Yeah, we can do it again. <laughs> people ask, I don't know if you, were you on the ones where there were people asking about you? I try to like. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. No. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. You have such amazing insights. And I personally love that what you're doing you are, it's backed by research. You know, it's not just something that you thought would help, but there's actually things showing that these philosophies can help. So thank you so much for being here and for sharing all these insights with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And good luck on your journey. Thank you. And thanks all the listeners for tuning in. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am beyond grateful to have you as a listener. So as a thank you, I have something special just for you. I created a bundle of resources exclusive for the listeners of the Missing Link podcast who are looking for more guidance and tips to champion your life with MS. To get these resources, head over to msinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend. Or if you're on social media, take a screenshot right now and post it to your page or your stories and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to other MS warriors. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.